You're listening to the Ritual Rising podcast. I'm your host, Jesse. Here we explore the intersection of the mystic and the scientific to bring you practical tips for crafting daily rituals that help you cultivate peace, clarity, and confidence in your life. I want to show you how you can use the art and science of ritual to live in harmony with the fullest expression of your true self and live a life of greater joy and meaning. So sit back, relax, and let the ritual begin. Welcome to the Ritual Rising Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Gibson-Jones. I am so incredibly grateful to have you here with me today. And if if this is your first time, welcome to the podcast. I am super grateful for you. And if you are a returning listener, then welcome back. Today, I have a really exciting episode for you about working with the moon cycles to create ritual. I really love working with the moon. Um, This is something that I've really adapted within probably the past year. You know, I I always like to give you guys a timetable of how long I've been working with something or when I encountered something for the first time. Um, I think that just helps explain, you know, kind of where I'm coming from. So I don't know if that information is beneficial to you, but it always feels important to me. I am actually recording today's episode on a full moon. It's July 23rd, and the full moon is in Aquarius today. And Aquarius is actually my ascendant or rising sign in astrology. Um, And if you aren't super familiar with astrology, um, the rising sign is basically just as important as the sun sign. So a lot of times if you are reading your horoscope for your sun sign and it's a little bit like off or it doesn't fit, or it's just like way wrong, (laughs) you can uh, look up the horoscope in your rising sign and see if that one feels better. So the moon being in Aquarius, it's going to pick up some of the Aquarius energy. So to give you a description of what that feels like today, I mean, it's already going to be probably last week by the time you're listening, but uh, the full moon in Aquarius is like progressive, eccentric, futuristic, unique, non-conforming. I love Aquarius energy. It feels really powerful today when I was doing my meditation this morning. Um, It was just feeling really good. Lots of good vibes around this Aquarius moon. And I think it's an excellent day to dive into understanding the moon cycles and creating rituals around the lunar energy because it can be really helpful and really powerful, I feel like, for manifesting and for learning how to move and to rest with the moon's energy. Um, Really awesome if you've never done that before. And even if you have done done it before, you may just have participated in like the new moon and the full moon, which is how I started out. And I'm actually going to go through all eight of the moon's phases today and give you some ideas of um, types of ritual that you could build around those lunar phases. So super exciting. Okay, let's just dive right in. Um, as I mentioned, the moon has eight total phases. Um, some people say like four, but I like to look at look at all eight of them, including um, not just the quarter moons, but also the waxing and waning phases. So the crescent and the gibbous, and I'll, I'll dive into what that means if you're not familiar. But what I love about the moon is it does have these phases and it's cyclical. Um, so everything comes back around again. And I feel like that's such an amazing theme just for life in general and how true that is um, for what we experience. We have, we all have these different phases that we go through. Um, and I think this is really, I talk about motherhood a lot because, um, that's something I focused on for a while in my, um, my business and in my coaching, I'm not leaning hard into that these days, but it still is an important part of my life because I am a mother of two little ones. 
But really, when you get into motherhood, phases become so evident because you see the phases that your kids go through as they grow. And you also feel the phases in your own life a lot harder. Because like when you leave the house, you know, after you graduate high school or whatever, and you go off to college or you go off and get your first apartment and get your job, um, that's kind of one big phase, right? It's your 20s. It's a lot of like experimenting and high energy and hanging out and meeting new people and trying like all the things, or at least that's how it was for me. So for a long time in your early adulthood, you just have this one phase. But I feel like once you become a mother, if that is your path, um, you suddenly get to see like all these little phases all over again, the ones that happen quickly and back to back. And sometimes they take you aback, like, holy shit, I was not ready for my kid to start crawling and being mobile. And now I have to baby proof my house. Um, You know, it's like newborn phase, crawling phase, teething phase, all those things just start happening. And then they just pretty much don't stop for a long time um, has been my experience. So what I like about that um, is that each phase reminds you to pause and take stock and be grateful for the phase, even if you're not in love with the phase, and then um, adjust accordingly. And I love that the moon also has these phases and it can remind us um, to stop and be thankful and to take note and to work work with the energy, the current energy and the current phase and the current season, if that makes sense. So the moon has eight total phases and I like to look at it from new moon to new moon. There's about 28 to 29 um, days in the full lunar cycle. Um, So it can either be from new moon to new moon or from full moon to full moon. Uh, But there is typically one new moon and one full moon in every month. So I would just like to start off, I'm going to start off on the new moon because I feel like there are people who are the new moon people and there are full moon people and I'm 100% new moon, like that low energy phase is my jam. I love it. I love the dark moon. Um, And that may not be, that may not be you. You might be the polar opposite of that. Um, But for the purpose of today's podcast, I'm going to start with the new moon, work my way up to full moon and then back down to new moon again with that. That should all make sense by the time we're done. So Without further ado, the new moon. So this is, the new moon is the dark moon. It is the low energy season or phase of the moon. Um, This is an excellent time for really slowing down um, and planting new seeds. It's like a new beginning, right? A fresh start. So this is an excellent time for setting intentions Um, for goal planning and just for looking at, you know, short-term and long-term goals, what you want to start and where you want to get to. So a good time to think about manifesting in terms of, okay, what do I want to call into my life? Um, And then doing all the things that are like the more divine feminine. So I think of the moon as already being like that um, feminine energy, um, the receiving energy, if you will. I, you know, I don't love the the terms masculine and feminine, but I know that if I use those, you'll know what I'm talking about, like yin and yang. Um, But the divine feminine, I think of like sensual, intuitive, um, receiving, opening, all of those juicy adjectives. So doing things that align with your divine feminine. Um, for me, this can look like um, putting on a comfy robe, uh, journaling, um, soaking in the tub. That's one of my favorites. I think of doing things like um, anything that really nurtures like your body, your your skin, your hair, your nails, doing like... Um, a conditioning scalp treatment, um, 
any kind of anything like that, a face mask, um, a foot soak. And whether you like make your own or you buy products, I think using those products that feel really supportive and really indulgent for you, this is a great time to do that. Um, and if you are, um, you know, going down that route of looking for products, I always recommend going like the more natural route. I think things that are closer to the earth are better for us and, uh, non-toxic, um, I love essential oils, all of those things would be great for this time in the lunar cycle. Um, you can, this is a good time for creating a new or adjusting a sleep ritual, sorry, sleep ritual for creating a new sleep ritual or adjusting your sleep ritual. Um, this is a good time for grounding. Um, some other possible rituals that come to mind are creating a crystal grid, um, creating a sacred space, or even just like clearing and refining your sacred space, um, bringing bringing new intention into your sacred space. And then, although this is something that's typically more related with the full moon, I think of also um, either like charging crystals and charging water, like creating moon water. So. Um, all of those things, like I won't go into super like sharp detail on what those are. If something piques your interest, you could always just like research it yourself. Um, but those are things that I really love doing around the new moon. And I typically do, if I'm going to make moon water or I'm going to charge crystals, I do it at the new moon instead of the full moon, just because I love that dark moon energy. And I'm a low energy being, I'm a projector. So that makes good sense for me. Um, so something that I want to talk about each time is like, if you're, I like the ritual of journaling. For me, that has been super helpful. Um, and I haven't talked about it a lot yet in the other episodes. So I thought today would be a good time. Um, for each phase, I think you can um, kind of journal along with the moon. So if you're looking at the new moon phase, uh, something you can journal here is your new intentions. So really like taking time um, to clear some space, clear your mind, and try to think about you know, what are your intentions for the next 28 days? And you can go beyond that, right? You can go six months in a year, just depending on when you like to set your long-term goals or when you feel called to do that. Um, but I love new moons for, for setting intentions and especially the 28 day intentions, because it's amazing to write those down and then see how and where and when they manifest into your life. So my favorite way to set intentions, I may have talked about this already, but, um, like I like to, when I'm setting an intention, I say, I feel, so I make it present tense. I feel, so I'm calling in these emotions, right? When I, or, um, when I, or as I, or by doing the next activity. So for example, um, one of my intentions right now is I feel centered and grounded by my morning ritual. So um, my morning ritual sometimes changes, but just the act of going and doing that thing, I want to keep that as a staple in my life. Um, and I love the idea of feeling centered and grounded by it because that's a way that I want to feel every day. So you can pretty much create any intention using that little framework. So any way that you want to feel by any routine that or routine or ritual that you want to create. All right. And like I said, it's a super intuitive time around the new moon. So um, I want to emphasize that you should definitely use your own intuition around creating any new ritual. So the ones that I give you today are just going to be suggestions, just ideas that to me 
um, really flow along with these cycles of the moon. But if you feel something different, then absolutely go for that. Um, I have an episode early on about how to create your own rituals. I think it's in the um, what's a ritual episode. So yeah, check that out if, if you haven't and if you would like more info on how to create your own rituals. So those are my suggestions for the new moon. Uh, the next stage of the moon is the waxing crescent. So waxing means to grow and crescent, um, you know, the crescent moon is just like that little sliver of moon that looks like, you know, like a, like a little fingernail or something in the sky. Um, and you've got just like the slightest bit of light here appearing up in the night sky. So the, the waxing crescent is related to growing energy and getting moving. So for this phase of the moon, some rituals that come to mind are um, creating action items from each of the intentions that you set in your journal. So if you journaled at the new moon, then around the waxing crescent, you can look back at those intentions and then you can start to create action items for each intention. So like if you have an intention focused around like feeling um, healthy or feeling more energetic, then you may want to create action items for your nutrition and your daily or regular exercise and movement um, and make each of those like a new action item to create a new habit or a new behavior around those. So love that for the waxing crescent. The waxing crescent isn't one that I always like. A lot of times the the crescent and gibbous phases don't necessarily like pop up if you have an if you have an app or you have a calendar that shows the moon's phases. These don't always appear, um, so you may or may not even be aware of them. But between the new moon and the first quarter moon, um, at some point in between those, it's a great time to get going on your action items from your list of intentions. The next phase is the first quarter moon. So this again is a time when the moon is waxing and here the moon appears to be about halfway full in the sky. First quarter is related with momentum. It's a big burst of energy and it's moving forward. Get going on those intentions. Um, so it's a great time to um, really get started on something. If you're looking for a project start date, I would plan it around the first quarter moon. Um, I've heard of businesses that launch things around the first quarter moon. Um, if you're going to like run a marathon or something, getting going on training for that on the first quarter moon can be um, really an exciting and energetic time to do that. Um, so anything you want to take action on, get going on, exercise, movement, projects, all the things. This is a great time during the first quarter to get started. Um, I also think of um, using your journal at this point, at this time to um, do a manifestation ritual. So really calling in those things. You may choose to do a meditation around that as well, but journal about, meditate about the things that you're wanting to manifest in your life and see what is manifesting for you at the same time, because this is a time when things are happening. Um, like see the seeds that you're planted, that you planted around the new moon. Like if they're starting to, um, if they're starting to grow and if they are, then, uh, that's a great time to journal around those things. Um, I also think the first quarter moon is a great time to get going on a morning ritual, whether you are creating one for the first time or you're adjusting yours. The first quarter energy is really great for that morning, um, getting going, getting out of bed and getting moving love that for morning ritual and first quarter moon. Those things just really go together in my mind. 
Okay, phase number four is the waxing gibbous phase. So this is where the moon is not quite full. It's somewhere between halfway and full. Um, this is a longer phase, the same way as the, kind of like the crescent moon. You see the crescent moon for many nights in the sky. You see the growing waxing gibbous for many nights in the sky. Um, so this is a time of patience because we're waiting on those things that we set our intentions around to, um, to take place. You know, we've been taking action on them regularly and now we have to have patience for them to grow. Uh, this is a great time of nurturing, um, really nurturing yourself and nurturing your projects, nurturing your action items nurturing your business or your your family, your home, and keeping your head down, being in flow, and then looking at the routines that you have going um, and the projects and, and the things that you have on the, um, you know, running right now, and then making adjustments to things that don't work. So um, you've been going for a while, like maybe a couple weeks, and this is a good time to edit, tweak, make adjustments to things that aren't really working. Um, for ritual, I think this is an excellent time to journal or meditate about your spirit guides. If that's something you're into, um, I love working with spirit guides and this can be a good time to turn to them or like discover them for the first time, get to know them. Uh, this is also a good time for nurturing relationships in the real world. So calling up your girlfriends, calling up your buddies, um, even calling like someone in your family whoever you confide in and have a relationship with, then this is a good time to nurture that relationship and just let someone know that you're thinking about them. The next phase is the full moon. So this is that peak energy of the lunar cycle. Um, love the full moon because it's a time to celebrate how far we've come on those intentions to express gratitude, to feel that joy, and also to release anything that may be holding us back. So the full moon, to me, it's almost like, like a double wave. You get to really be grateful for all the things you've been calling in for yourself and feel that joy, feel that expansion. And at the same time, turn to turn inward and see see what's not working, see what's holding you back, see your blockages, see the obstacles and begin to release those things. So it's a good time after that, after the full moon peaks, it's a good time to begin like shedding and letting go. Um, this could be like the same night of, of the full moon, as long as like the, the full has already passed. So if you, if you look at a calendar, it'll tell you full moon today, you know, 7.03 PM or whatever. After that, after that 7.03 p.m. is a good time to turn to the releasing um, wave of the full moon. So before you hit the, the full moon time down to the minute before that happens, great time for gratitude and celebration. And then after is a great time for releasing, shedding, letting go. So some rituals that I think of for the full moon, uh, there are many. Um, I love high energy things around the full moon. So I'm thinking like, lighting a candle, um, even like making a fire and sitting around the fire, like either yourself or, or with others, dancing, doing anything that's high movement, um, getting out into nature. I love um, like making your own bouquet of flowers, making a flower crown. It's summertime right now. So I really think those are 
um, excellent ways to celebrate the full moon with nature. This is also, like I mentioned before, a great time to charge your crystals, let the light of the full moon, like really charge them up. Um, and you'll get the energy of whatever sign that the moon is in at that point. So like for the Aquarius energy would be tonight's full moon. Um, you'd have all that Aquarius energy like in your crystals. So the thing about crystals, if you like them, if you use them, um, they each have their own unique properties. Um, and you can like, you can get really into it. So, um, they each have their own unique properties and they have a certain energy that you can borrow. Um, but they tend to like lose that energy over time, just like we do. Right. So you can charge them in the full moon and it really brings that energy back into the crystal. And also you can charge it with your intention. So if you have, um, let's say you have amethyst for stress cause you are stressed out, then like really putting it under the full moon and, um, charging it with the intention of like, helping to heal, helping to take away that stress can be so powerful. Um, also a great time to make moon water. So all you need to do to make moon water is take a glass or a jar, um, something that's clear, uh, see-through and filling it with water. I like to use filtered water. You can also use, like, I've heard of people doing rainwater. That's a little bit too much for me. Like <laughs> I don't have the patience to gather rainwater, but if you do awesome, um, or you can just get it straight out of your tap, but you want to pour it into the glass and you want to sit it out into the full the light of the full moon. Um, and then once you have your, your water, I like to do a jar because then I can put a lid on it. You can at some later point or even like throughout the month, you can drink from the, the jar. You can use it to, um, like anoint yourself. You can water your plants with it. You can really do anything with it that you would do with a normal glass of water. Um, but it's just charged with the intention and the, um, energy of the full moon. So that's awesome. Um, other things around the full moon. So journaling, I love to journal, um, what I'm grateful for, what my blessings are and what I'm wanting to release on the full moon. Okay. The next phase of the moon. So once the moon reaches its full peak energy in the full phase, then it begins to wane. Um, and it takes about two weeks for it to wane totally. Um, and this during the waning time, it's going to be the energy has uh, reached its highest point and it's starting to come back down. So great time for releasing on the, wa the waning gibbous. Uh, oh, this is the phase that looks like um, not quite a full moon anymore. It looks just a little bit more diminished in the night sky. Uh, great time for releasing, receiving. Uh, it's associated with harvest. So the rituals I like for the waning gibbous phase between the full moon and the third quarter are doing a regular gratitude practice, like a gratitude journal, and reaching for any deconditioning practices. Um, I intend to do an episode all around deconditioning, but any kind of activity that helps you shed layers, um, get rid of those masks, get rid of those things that are not you so you can get closer to your true self. Um, yes, I'll provide lots of potential things to do for deconditioning, um, in a later episode, but love deconditioning. And I think it's a really great time to do that around the waning gibbous moon. The next phase is the third quarter moon. So third quarter is back to that half moon in the sky. This time it's waning, losing its light. This is a time of really slowing down, 
transitioning. It's a great time for forgiveness, time for letting go. Um, and it can also be kind of a time that's filled with turmoil. Um, because as we transition from that full joyful phase down into like the, the darker, um, more restful, reflective phases, it can sometimes, um, we can butt up against that if we don't want to slow down or if we're feeling resistance to turning inward. Um, so just be aware of that. Some rituals that I like for the third quarter moon are, um, maybe like a loving kindness meditation. Um, you can, you can Google that and find it like on YouTube or on a meditation app, like insight timer. And another one that I like is like yoga or any kind of stretching um, to really um, slow down in the body and to feel that energy as it wanes. The next phase, this would be the seventh phase, is the waning crescent moon. So we're back to that small crescent of a moon in the sky. And this is really a time of surrender. It's a time to rest. It's a time to reflect. It is not a good time to start new things or to go, go, go. Um, some rituals that I would recommend around the waning crescent moon are anything that helps you to let go. Um, so one that I have done before and I like is shadow work. Um, you can either do that through journaling, um, or you can find some guided meditations around that, or you can do both. I like to pair my meditation and journaling, um, and you can look that up. But shadow work is really um, looking inward and seeing that part of yourself that um, that, that keeps ha- that keeps hidden in the shadows. So that part of you that you're not really comfortable with, those things that you often try to hide or shy away from. Um, a lot of times it's things that you can see in other people that they usually will make you angry. Um, so here's like a real example is if you have, like, if your shadow is like struggling with telling lies or lying, if you see someone else lying, a lot of times it will really set you off and make you angry. And it's not just that you resent lying in the other person, but it's often because, that shadow of lying in yourself is coming up, bubbling up to the surface. So that's an example of like what a shadow could be. Love doing shadow work around this time. Um, just because this is when the time when the moon shadow is coming out and our shadow comes out at the same time. Um, other low energy things around this time that I like are like doing drawing, coloring sheets, um, intuitive practices, like using the Oracle or tarot cards. Um, and it's a great time to practice good sleep hygiene. So once again, looking at your sleep ritual or your, you know, your bedtime habits and behaviors and seeing where you could possibly improve or how you could possibly get a better night's sleep. Um, and then after the waning crescent, we're back to the new moon. So that is the full, um, approximately 28 day lunar cycle. What I love about the lunar cycle is it's the growing light at first up to the full moon. And then it's the growing darkness, the receding light back to the new moon. And it happens every single month. Um, So if you don't currently work with the moon, or maybe you have only ever worked with like the full moon, then I encourage you to um, consider working with the new moon, the quarter moons, and the crescent and gibbous moons, um, whether you make it like a a very strict ritual, a regimented ritual, or you just happen to look up in the night sky and say, oh yeah, this is a time for... um, 
setting my intentions, or this is the time for celebrating what's happened so far, or this is a time for going inward and looking at my shadow. All excellent reminders to help you grow and help you to appreciate the phases of the moon and the phases and seasons of life. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode and it was helpful to you and I will catch you next time.